Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Kate Gregory. We recorded this last week at my home in Portland, Oregon. Get Up in the Cool is listener-funded. Shout out to James Adelson, who just signed up to support the show on Patreon. Thank you so much, James. Your support means a lot to me. Hopefully I'll make it out to your neck of the woods again sometime next year when I'm on tour. To those of you who haven't yet signed up to support Get Up in the Cool, just go to patreon.com slash getupinthecool and pledge an amount that you can sustain. Stick around afterwards and I'll tell you how to keep up with Kate Gregory. But first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy. Thank you. 
don't think I give you uh, explicit permission and encouragement that for you to end all of the tunes. I didn't know if we were if you're waiting for me or not. <laughs> I, um, I don't know that. Second to last time, I, I kind of like had this flash of like, what if we just played this tune for the entire time? What if we yeah. just went into this like total time vortex? And I was like, wait, how long have we been playing this tune? What just happened? I I don't know what the... I, probably seven minutes is the longest that we've done a tune on this show. Okay. I'm always down for that. If you're feeling it, don't stop. Everyone listening probably is too. Aww. <laughs> Kate Gregory, welcome to The Kid Up in the Cool. Thanks so much, Cameron. It's great to be here. I was telling you earlier that uh, when people move to Portland, I try to, like, hang out with them first, like, before I, like, be like, oh, you should be on my show. Um, because, like, I don't know. I don't want to, like, be too eager, like, you know, to, like, be too opportunistic or whatever. And then I remembered, because we tried to make that happen, and it just kept not happening. And I remembered the reason I made this show in the first place is to have a pretense to play tunes with people Aww. that I like. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I'm glad you live in Portland. I'm so yeah. glad I live in Portland. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, it's only been, I guess it's been like, maybe like eight or nine months now. I moved here in March and it feels like way longer or way shorter. Again, the time, <laughs> I don't know yeah, what yeah, time yeah. is. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but we met at the Centralia yeah. camp out in August. Because and... you're buds with River, right? Mm-hmm. That's how I met you? Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. River Sherelle. River Sherelle. Friend of the show. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and at the time, I remember, I think you said that you're primarily an Irish fiddler, or that you play Irish music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how y'all talk about that when it comes to the... <laughs> All the all the different ethnicities of people who play Irish music. Yeah, uh, but I was unsure how new to old time you were, or like whether you were just picking it up, or whether you had been for a while. Uh, so we're gonna do some Irish stuff today, but I guess mostly we're gonna be playing old time tunes. And uh, it was great to play some old time tunes with you. Yay! One on one because we've only done it in a, a yeah. Big only we only did it at. Late at night at a lovely yes. jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think I think maybe lately I've been, like, more embracing, like, oh, yeah, I am an old-time fiddle player. I love to play old-time tunes. I think for a long time I felt, I mean, I think just with playing the fiddle in general have sort of felt like an, a little bit of imposter syndrome. I grew up playing classical music, so yeah. it's like, oh, wait, oh, wait, can I say that this is what I do? Um, That's a theme of like people who 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 are trained in violin. This is the thing I, I especially notice: people who are trained in violin or trained in fiddling or whatever. The better you are, the more Im- imposing you feel like you are in whatever <laughs> like <laughs> circumstance that you're in. Yeah. I think that's a thing. I think I think so. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> I relate. Yeah. I play the fiddle and I've just, I know I'm not good at fiddle. I'm just gonna bust on in and like I, I have nothing to lose. <laughs> like it's my like drunk instrument. And so <laughs> love that. Yeah. Uh but I I can't count on uh on my on my fingers like how many incredible fiddlers I've heard say like, oh, I feel like such an imposter or, mm. oh, that sounded like garbage. I said, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's time to throw that out. That's, yeah. That, yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> yeah. So you're an old time fiddler. I, I think I'm an old time fiddler yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, why, yeah. Why did you decide to well, make that a part of your identity as something that you can do <laughs> when you want? I, well, I think, like, I, I definitely, like, when I first started playing fiddle, fiddle music, it was primarily Irish. The person that I was learning from, my wonderful friend Adam Agee, who lives in Boulder, Colorado, um, like, primarily played and, and taught me Irish music. And so it, and old time was sort of like, I knew a few tunes, and I'd, like, sort of pick up a few tunes where I could. Um, and I think I was, I was with some friends on the East Coast this past August, um, and I was, I, I guess maybe this is a good time to 
just bring in real quick. I, I'm working on this project called Ministry of Folk with a couple mm. of friends who, three friends who live on the East Coast. They started it at the beginning of the pandemic sort of at the, as this artist support um, platform. Cool. And we had our first like in-person hang and camp out, just sort of this like opportunity for musical collaboration, et cetera. But um, I just, I remember at one point saying at that, <laughs> that camp out something like, like, oh, I don't even know if I, like I like don't even do old time jams that much. I don't know where I stand on this, and I got a little bit of flack. Like, okay, you don't need to go around <laughs> saying that. Um, <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, right. I don't. I need. I can like drop this this like insecurity thing. It's not. Yeah. It's not necessary. Great. I'm glad yeah. you have. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Good. I mean, yeah. yeah uh, I I felt instantly. Uh, calm and relieved when you're like because we didn't know I didn't know if I was going to have to learn a bunch more Irish tunes so it's like I'll do it if I have to but it's going to be I'm going to be putting myself on the spot and uh, you're like well I don't yeah we could figure out some old time tunes I'm, I'm in uh, G Calico right now I was like okay we're good <laughs> like, if you're in G Calico and you've deigned to retune your fiddle then I think that's a good sign it's a green flag I I love the I love cross-tuning so much. I, yeah, like I've even had a couple of Irish tunes that I'm like, oh, let's play that in cross-G. <gasps> Scandalous. Um, so fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love doing that. Love all of the, love all of the tones that come out of your fiddle unexpectedly. Yeah. So great. So your friend in Colorado is the person who taught you old-time music? Started taught me a few old time tunes yeah so Adam, as, as well as mostly, mostly irish. irish okay yes yeah um mostly irish tunes but I, I think um i don't know during one of our lessons years ago he was like hey here's this tune that's not irish that you might like and this is called old time music and i was like what and then wanted to learn more old time tunes but he he didn't know a lot of old time tunes at the time yeah. so i ended up kind of like embarking on you know my own kind of like oh where can I pick up these tunes and like where can I listen to this and he well he had a lot of suggestions for that too and I I eventually um I took a few lessons with Natalie Padilla um for a while who maybe you know I don't know that okay though. Natalie is an yeah awesome old-time fiddler who uh, lives in Montana now but used to live in Colorado so um yeah shout out Natalie um really like I think learned a lot there learned a lot from her about like bowing and um old time style and got just yeah then i was like totally sold yeah. um yeah so and just classical before that were you like playing in orchestras and stuff as a kid or yeah i played i grew up playing classical and like had took private lessons and did orchestra through yeah. junior high and high school and a little bit into college but um, I actually like, I, like my freshman year of college, like put down my violin. I was like, I'm not playing this anymore. I like, this is too intense. I like classical, like lessons weren't fun. Like it was yeah. like, how, was how like, long had you been harboring those grievances um, with the classical violin world? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think like I, I loved it a lot. And I think when I was like working with a teacher who I really liked and felt really encouraged by, and when there was like always like new material to learn, yeah. I think I really started feeling the grievance when it was like, let's work on this one page of this one symphony yeah. for six months. Oh. <laughs> um, and yeah. And I think, so yeah, that when I met Adam Ag in Boulder, like I think that was during my sophomore year of college, it was like, oh, you can like have like all this new material all the time. And there's just so much to learn. And it's constant novelty. Mm -hmm. It's really satisfying Come, mm -hmm. i also came from a classical background and uh yeah you really just sink months and years into stuff and it's really uh uh and, and then you play it like once yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever you know <laughs> yeah it's way more fun to just uh learn 100 tunes a year or whatever yeah you know? yeah. yeah and uh there's so much more stylistic well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's a lot more stylistic freedom. Maybe other people would argue, like, sure. Irish music should be, like, very... Like, you should play your ornaments like this. And yeah. So, 
that's also yeah thing. or maybe not cross tune <laughs> yeah <laughs> right no, I, mean, right. I want to hear that that sounds great <laughs> mm. well maybe i can maybe i can try to demo it's been a little while okay. since i tried to do that <laughs> well what, what do you want to play next are there any other galico tunes that we should that we should approach well we could totally there's this tune called the laughing boy um Is Wait, is this a an Irish tune or old it's time an old time tune? This oh. sounds familiar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can do whatever you want. I I'm totally down to do more old time. Uh, Laughing boy, is it a is this Benny Thomason? I I don't okay. know. Yeah, <laughs> I I um I got it from Brad Kalodner, who okay. I think you know, who I think yeah. got it from the the Ruglifters yeah. recording, and um yeah, it's. Let me think. I'm actually not even sure if I can. This is what editing's for. That's how it goes. Oh, is this um, the one that goes? It's got it the plucking. It's a little plucky thing. Yeah, I know this one. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, and it starts like. <laughs> Yeah, okay. You want to play that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Right. Yeah, it's I, I love when 
A tune doesn't necessarily sound like what the title would suggest. It's more like feeling like a like a like a big sentimental emotion about watching a boy laughing. Yeah. As opposed to the energy of a laughing boy, which I have to deal with uh, every day, <laughs> two of them, and it's like kind of manic and yeah. like aggressive. <laughs> and sometimes I feel this way about it. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, there's there's this one and there's also uh, the tune called The Scolding Wife. Yeah. And I feel like both of them, like that one has the like... I think, or something like it has some sort of like I think that part's supposed to be like like a naggy yeah, thing, yeah. but it's but it, that, then I'm just like, oh no, like let's not, yeah, let's yeah. not put that on this woman. Sure. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I would almost prefer it to also be like a sweet tune. You know, mm-hmm. I need to be scolded. I fucked up. <laughs> <You Yeah. know? laughs> mm-hmm. Less likely to occur in an old time too. I guess so. At least an old one. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. The the patriarchal representation, un- unfortunate in the history of these tunes. I guess. Hell yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Old time music is kind of a minefield for that kind of thing. Uh, is is Irish music similar? Do you have to engage with some of those things in order to participate? Yeah, I I feel like um, I have been sort of like feeling the the patriarchal presence and exclusion in Irish music maybe a bit more acutely recently. Not mm. necessarily in I yeah. Not in the text of the tunes, but in the community around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think um, part of it has been like move, moving to Portland, there's a lot of really wonderful Irish music going on in Portland and it's amazing. Mm. And I'm also just like very aware of the fact that there's a ton of dudes around here. There's yeah. a lot of dudes who play Irish music in Portland. Um, you think it's, it's Irish music wise, Portland is a dude heavy city. Um, I think in contrast to just Boulder, maybe. Okay. I mean, cause I, I mean, I haven't played Irish music that many places. This is, this is a symptom of Irish music everywhere. I think sure. that there have been a lot of a lot of male players. And, yeah. But um, but in I think um, like in Boulder, the Irish scene is like fairly mellow. I don't know. They're like it, Boulder's a smaller city. Um, the Boulder Irish session is kind of the spot to play music, and it's it's very inclusive. Very inclusive, like. Um, like ability wise and and like uh identity wise i think but sure. um i think i think since moving here i've um yeah just sort of had like a couple of moments of just like oh right like yes like <laughs> like patriarchy is just so enmeshed in the roots of irish music and like that's not gone and um have talked about it with a lot of my female friends yeah. here. And um, we are like, we have a little women's only session happening yeah. on, on a friend's porch every week now. So that's been super Good. awesome. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about you insinuating that Portland isn't a neoliberal woke paradise, yeah. but <laughs> you're entitled to your feelings. Oh, I think, um, yeah, gosh, I feel like I'm thinking about like the very specific like space of a, like an Irish pub or something. Um, no, I mean, it's a, it's a terribly fraught place in general. I'm mm-hmm. sure that extends to Irish music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, uh, I've been playing with a group of lovely, lovely people who all happen to be dudes and that, uh, they play at a, we, I I'll say we play at a bar on, Monday nights. Is that the TC O'Leary's? It's the TC O'Leary's gig, yeah. And they are called the Lads. I've been playing with them for like yeah. six months, so okay. I yeah. don't fit that <laughs> description. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just sort of a, a point of reflection, I guess. I was once, like, called out on this because I was, like, uh, trying to, like, crowdsource, like, a pickup band name. Um, and there were various... Uh, 
various names that I approached that had the name boys in them, which is ir- ironic now for me. But um, mm-hmm. but I remember uh, a woman posted like, "Hey, can we stop just having boys' names in bands? Because you're inevitably going to have like a personnel change, and and maybe you'll have." Uh, a non-boy <laughs> in them, in, in your band, and then it's going to be weird. Or or you're going to be, like, implicitly discouraging uh, the participation of non-boys. And then there's the whole boys will be boys, or lads will be lads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sounds like you're having a lovely time being a token lad. <laughs> <laughs> Once yeah. a week. Yeah, yeah. It's been, like, a really... Uh, it's been a really great way to just like get to play every week and like really get to know like the playing of you know these these friends and um yeah I guess I just have reflected generally about like and I'm like I'm new to Portland like I have not lived here that long so what I'm saying is definitely like based on these sort of like initial impressions and reactions and and definitely like my own experience and I don't know what other people's experience of that is necessarily but um but yeah, just like it seems like some of these like playing like consistent playing out gigs tend to be like dudes and maybe there's a way to like get some you know, a little bit more public representation for people with different identities besides that. So it sounds like you're touching on it's it's not necessarily an issue with like numbers, because you have enough uh women to have a women only yeah. jam mm-hmm. it's maybe the who's the most obvious and upfront and the loudest yeah and when you're new to a scene maybe those are the thing the the visibility is is a factor and yeah maybe it just actually represents who's who's playing the music. right yeah i also want to acknowledge you're 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 endeavoring to like say like i i i enjoyed the company of (laughs) you're not trying to throw anyone under the bus right you're talking about something larger right absolutely because i i like just have absolutely loved the interactions and like tunes that i've had with a lot of the people around here and feel like really thankful to have to have community through these tunes it's it's magical um and yeah i think like it's yeah it's it's been really cool to like get to connect with these women especially too and also like women of all different ages and um like hear what some of the experiences of like women who've been in irish music for a really long time have have been like um and sort of like take that and be like okay well hey like you know this music so well and you care about it so much like let's get let's get you in the yeah. <laughs> in the spotlight of of the Portland Irish music scene not that not that these people aren't or haven't been but like should continue to be especially as we're like emerging from the pandemic and there's sort of this like yep. there's like this re <laughs> rehashing of like who's playing where and who's doing what yeah um and i don't know what's happening with like like I haven't really played in old time sessions or dabbled in that. So, well, there's I used to host a jam, and I haven't. There's a minute where I was like, maybe I'll revive it, and then like the Delta Wave hit, I was like, I'm not going. Uh huh. But there is a weekly jam at the uh, the Hostel Cafe, which oh, is where gotcha. the um, a lot of the it, it's a partner to the you know Portland Old Time uh, Convention or Festival or whatever it's called. <laughs> Gathering, that's what it is. Nice. Uh, Gathering. Yeah, so that's every Thursday. We come to that. I Sweet. every once in a while, I'm able to get away and and go join that. And they and they have an, an outdoor courtyard that's covered, and they have outdoor heaters. And stuff. Ooh. So that was actually the the reason I was staying away for a while, is because I was like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that yet. But I, I assume they were all inside. But everyone's you know ma- masked up and uh, yeah behaving appropriately for a pandemic. I mean, as appropriately as you can and still have fun playing music. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'd love I'd love to check that out. Yeah. There's a they host an a youth session too, like an Irish music youth session at the hostel. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Which I haven't been able to check out yet, but um that's awesome. Like Yeah. There's stuff going on. Yeah. Cool inclusive spaces that are like yeah. you know, 
well, they're exclusive to some people and therefore like much more inclusive for other people. That's so. that's real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. they're not like at a pub with yeah. a bunch of people over age 21 which is not very welcoming to people under age 21 who like yeah. want to play music and want to like experience session life i guess i guess that's maybe because old-time music isn't it's often played in if it's in a public place it's not necessarily at a bar or it's it maybe it's at a brewery or something that's like you can hang out all ages you know but my impression is that that's often not the case with irish music is that it's at a pub where people get kicked, young people get kicked out at a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, and I'm thinking now again of the Boulder Irish session and saying like, that was felt like a pretty inclusive space. Maybe it felt like a pretty like gender inclusive space, but maybe, maybe it didn't feel like a very like age inclusive or race exclusive or uh, inclusive. Like, um, yeah, these lines of identity are multiple and, intersectional and yeah anyway definitely i remember like a gal who was maybe like 18 or something going to school in boulder like couldn't keep coming like they wouldn't let her in the bar yeah so well should we play i don't know if you have any more gallico tunes but we could play some irish tunes since we've been talking about that are you ready i'll read (laughs) too yeah um let's see i can go to standard, I think. That is so lovely. Oh, thanks. That's so cool. I think I'm going to do it in in G standard. I don't know which one you want to do first. And are we going to set these or are we going to separate (laughs) them? Um, Let's set them. Great. Should we do that? Sure, let's set them. Let's, yeah. Um, Which one do you want to do first? Let's do the G one first. Okay. And then the then the D. One. Does that? What makes more sense for you? What's easier for you? Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> we could do it that way. And then, because you were saying that maybe it's less. T- did you say it's less typical to? put different keys uh, of Irish tunes together, or is it the different types of tunes? Different types of tunes. Okay, explain explain that to me, because I'm unfamiliar with... We were talking before we started recording of, like, you know, there are there seem to be more, uh, more specific roles for the types of tunes in Irish music, and a lot of that stuff kind of goes out the window uh, in old-time music. You know, we'll have something that's has polka in the title and it sounds nothing like a polka or whatever. <laughs> totally. Or, <laughs> yeah. So what are we playing and why, what kinds of tunes are they, are, are they and why? <laughs> okay, great. So, yeah. um, well, I will do my very best. To be honest, I feel like these things are sometimes hard to pinpoint and sure. describe. And, um, so speaking for all Irish musicians <laughs> as an expert. <laughs> <laughs> so representing everyone yeah. and their opinion, JK not um so um I picked a barn dance and a hornpipe for us to play and they are both tunes that are like in four like they're in four four time ish although maybe some people would like argue about how you would actually like write that up um yeah you say four four and then I try to play it and it's like this feels so weird it should right yeah so like four four should be the claw hammer wheelhouse <laughs> but like it does it feels real clunky when I attempt to do it so yeah and maybe I don't know why everything feels so different in Irish music. yeah totally so like well maybe just a little bit other context of like Irish tune types real like reels are the classic like Reels and jigs are, like, the most common and, and popular. And sure. reels, reels would be, like, in 4-4 time, usually, like, played kind of fast. And, like, the, I mean, they're all they're all written for, like, types of dances. I don't yeah. know the kinds of dances sure. at all. But some people, like, do. And it's so awesome to, like, know what all of that is supposed to look like and, like, why that goes with the types of tunes. Um, but, yeah, jigs then are, like, in 6-8 and have, like, yeah, this sort of, like, nice lilting feel. And then... And then, like, a barn dance. I didn't even know that was a 
genre of tune mm. in Irish music. Yeah. Just, of course yeah. it is. A barn so just... You've got barns over there. <laughs> yeah, and you, one would assume that there would be dancing occurring in them. Yeah, one would one yeah. would guess. So, like, yeah. I think that there's, like, a specific dance that you would do that would go along with this okay. this type of tune. But, like, how to characterize it? Like, like it's not a reel because it's... It, they're, they... They feel like a little slower, maybe a little simpler. Is that um, the D one that we'll be playing second? G, oh, that's the G, the G one. The yeah, so dance. okay. Yeah, so right. we're gonna we're gonna play the new broom sweeps clean, a barn dancing G. And I like I I have like recently picked this tune up from some Irish music friends um, in Portland. So it's, okay. that's fun. And so same with the hornpipe that we're gonna play, um, which is the blackbird hornpipe. And I got it from my friend Emma Swartz, who is also like a fairly recent Portland transplant. Cool. Um, Irish and old time music player. And, you know, like hornpipes, hornpipes are like sort of this like slower, lilty 4 4 thing. Yeah. Um, and this one's asymmetrical, right? Like it's it got is. a short A. It has a short A. B. And, and and like, uh, I might not actually be playing the form of it right, but I okay. like it like that, so I think Great. we'll just go for it. <laughs> cool. Um, and so this is what's atypical for putting in a set is it's common to do different keys, but not different types. Right. Yeah. Fun. It's, Great. Yeah. It's sort of like because typically you'd be like playing a set of tunes for a dance, and so you want to like keep the same type of tune because it's that type of dance. So to change up the type of tune that you're playing, like to, to switch from like a jig to a reel, that wouldn't work for the dancers that you're sure. playing for. But um, sorry, dancers, listen, <laughs> listeners, you're dancing at home. Hold on to this. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I think like, at least for me, I'd like reels and jigs are like the majority of what I know. Like I, don't, I hardly play any hornpipes, and yeah. so this might really be the only hornpipe that I can actually just like pull out and play regularly, which. Anyway, I feel like people who are really in, like enmeshed in the Irish tradition are like, like know so many horn pipes, and they're really this like staple of the of the tradition um, for them. And and I'm like, wait, horn pipes? What is that? <laughs> so yeah, figured we'd play it. <laughs> cool, cool. I'm gonna do my best. Cool. <laughs> to claw hammer this Irish music.
yeah. one of my favorite things on the show is like playing an elegant, relaxed tune, and on the inside being like, ah! <laughs> it's so hard <laughs> to play slowly and play and to play Irish tunes. Oh my goodness! Um, that was so awesome. Well, thank you. It was effortful. Wow! It didn't sound like it. I'm and... so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad. Oh my yeah. goodness. Okay. That's so cool. What pretty tunes. They're so pretty. Yeah. It's I think it's really nice to just I don't know. They these tunes are like so sweet and like I don't they're they're actually tunes that make it hard for me to think about like wait, how do I play Irish tunes like versus old time tunes? Yeah. Um cuz huh. like I want to get all like double stoppy and like I have yeah. to like think about Oh, maybe like you don't want to put bow rocking in this tune necessarily, <laughs> but it could be fun. Yeah. Hmm. I noticed it seemed like you were doing different feet patterns for these tunes than, um, well, this isn't an Irish tune, but when you were doing Hunting the Buffalo, you were doing this foot pattern that was like, it was like half heel and then you're like it was like you're marking time with like every beat was every subdivision was like a different thing and this time you're kind of just going like back and forth and i'm curious are there is that just you doing you or is that a thing like different types of feet patterns for different tunes i think it's just me okay. well I, I don't really yeah i think um gosh like foot foot tapping for traditional music is like such an interesting yeah oh yeah like i think for a long time when i was like learning i was like really trying to like use my foot as like an audible metronome yeah and like really trying to like teach myself to to play more rhythmically that way um and i think one at one point I think, yeah, I think it was my fiddle teacher, Adam, who was like, what if you tried, like, rocking your foot and kind of, like, subdividing with your foot instead of just, like, tapping on the downbeat? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I think now, like, I don't know what my feet are doing anymore. I don't, it's like, <laughs> they just start doing different stuff for different, <laughs> for different tunes. It's funny. That's, that's, I didn't even really realize that I was doing a different thing. Uh, I, I think musicians um dissociative relationships with their feet are really interesting yeah <laughs> i was with uh i was i was in hawaii and i was at an old time jam uh last week oh cool and um the guitarist had a rozel ming style um uh backbeat old time stomp which is pretty rare hmm. and a little bit like controversial because if everyone else is doing the downbeat stomp uh then it it's it's weird it's uh -huh. weird to have it divided up but he was doing it impeccably hmm. and so it was like okay this is just gonna <laughs> we're gonna make this happen i'm not going to try to shy away from uh doing what i'm doing because i have to like really stomp when i'm fiddling or else like because stomping is easier <laughs> than yeah. fiddling, than bowing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we were just like having this uh, rhythmic fight that when we were both winning, it was weird. <laughs> but I don't know if he knows that he does that or that that's not uh, standard in old time music, even though there's tradition for it. But yeah, I always think that the the like Canadian and the British Isles, like feet in Northern mm. fiddling is, is so interesting to watch what the feet do because it seems like they're doing a lot of extra stuff yeah. as yeah. opposed to the bang, bang, yeah. bang, half, half, uh, half notes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, and like the, the whole cool Quebecois foot tapping thing yeah. is so cool. So like, yeah, so wild. And I have not gotten to a point where, like, I can connect enough with what my feet are doing to, like, really make that happen consistently. But it's it's so cool. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I remember, like, I think I went to an old-time, like, workshop one time, kind of back when I was still figuring out, like, what is this yeah. um, genre of music? And it was, like, we were, like, in a room, like, we are now with carpeted floors. And I yeah. was, like, trying to, like, 
stomp my foot and keep time. And the person leading the workshop was like, hey, why do you tap your feet? And I was like, wait, why would I not tap my feet? <laughs> this is so confusing. But um, he did have a good point that like tapping your foot on like a muffled and carpeted floor and like trying to keep time that way is maybe not the best like audible or audio oh, yeah. experience. I guess it would just be a personal, <laughs> your mm-hmm. own internal re- metronome. Yeah. 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 We have time for, I think, two more on the, on the official episode. Okay. Uh, what else do you want to play? And then we'll talk about where people can go to follow the things that you're doing musically Sweet. after this. Okay. Uh, but what do you want to play first? I really love the tune Ducks on the Mill Pond. Yeah, great. Maybe, maybe it's overplayed. I don't know. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> can you overplay a tune? I, I think, think it's only happened maybe like once, maybe twice, on this show, uh, in the like over five years that I've done it, so I'm down to play it right now. Okay, great. Let's do it. I think that's awesome. Overplayed for old time is like still just underplayed in general. There's so many tunes, so like so many tunes. I'm down. Let's great. Go. Okay, awesome. And and even if it even if it was overplayed on here. I'm still, it's going to be different because it's the two of us playing. Hey! Love that. Okay, cool. All right. Do you want, do you want me to do potatoes or do you want me to just go, go in it? What do you prefer? Follow follow your heart. Okay. I won't guarantee that I'll come in on the downbeat (laughs) if you do potatoes. Okay. So if you want, if you want potatoes, do it. (laughs) I'm just going to go for Ministry of Folk. Yeah. This is new. This started in in April of 2020. Um yeah. which is that new? I guess it's kind of new. That's that's only like a little over a year. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um and it was started by three friends of mine, Brendan Hearn, Summer McCall, and Sarah Collins. And the three of them are out on the East Coast. I think Brendan plays like the most old-time music of all of them, so I don't know if you would have cross paths but that all of them play some old time a little bit and um 
but mostly are just like trad musicians. We all we all really met at Valley of the Moon Fiddle Camp. Oh, I've heard of this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is where I met River too. Oh, very good. Um, been been there for a, a couple. Uh, I guess I've been there like four four times maybe. Um, and that yeah, that really was like my intro to like oh wow, there's like a trad music community. Like this is happening. There's all of these all these people playing this music and it's beautiful. But um, yeah, the three of them started Ministry of Folk as sort of this like, the the original intent was like, let's let's hook musicians up with, with like students who like weren't necessarily available before because most lessons were in person, but now there's kind of this opportunity for more like online, yeah. like Zoom and stuff. Um, and it, I, I started working with them in maybe like June of 2020. They were like, hey, we could maybe use some support, somebody to like fill in the cracks on yeah, cool. communications and stuff that we're trying to do. And so it, it kind of morphed into like, we like we hosted a lot of online, like Facebook concerts, um, just or like kind of like jam type things, trying to like find ways that people could still like play tunes and have community. Um, so I guess that like definitely some similarities with like quarantine happy hour. Yeah, sure. Um, we, uh, but Ministry of Folk is still going, and Quarantine Happy Hour is now an archive. True, yeah. right? Yes. So we're we are not doing as much online stuff anymore. We we had like our we had an online festival called Wintry Weekend in December of 2020, and that was really great. We got a bunch of we got a we had like I don't know maybe like 36 teachers across like a bunch of different genres. Um, yeah, like old time Scottish and Irish, maybe predominantly, but. Swedish was in there too. Um, and yeah, that was, that was really awesome. We just had a bunch of different sessions, like some tune teaching, but also just sort of like talking about like, what, what is music? Like, and also what is music in the time of the pandemic? And, um, and so that was, yeah, that's been really cool. And, 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 you know, a way to like get some money back into the pockets of musicians who needed it a lot this past year. So, um, We had our first like in-person thing this past August. We just had we just invited people to this little piece of property that a friend of ours had in Pennsylvania and got to like whoever whoever could come could just come and share music in in person um with, with people who maybe they'd only seen on on Zoom the past year. And so um yeah, we're kind of like figuring out what our trajectory forward is going to be like what's the best way that we can continue supporting people um as we are still in this pandemic space what emerging more um so check us out yeah we're gonna be definitely we're we're on instagram we have a website ministryoffolk.com and like if you want to support musicians we that's what we want to do so yeah Sounds good. I'm going to check it out. (laughs) Cool. Sounds right up my alley. Yeah. 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 As someone who wants to support musicians and as a musician who wants to be supported. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, how do people follow musical things that you're doing? Good, good question. The the thing that I'm doing most consistently is this like Monday night gig at, at TCO Leary's in right. Northeast Alberta in Portland. Yeah. So if anyone wants to hear some Irish music, we play seven to nine every Monday. TCO Leary's has this um, this little room in it, and apparently this is traditional. And I'm wondering how often you've seen the little. The, it's I I heard that it was like four women. Oh, originally. Is that that was the idea? Whoa. That it's like so that they didn't have to be near like the rowdy men. Oh my gosh! Is that an Irish thing or a weird old Portland thing? I did not know that because it's I, got the. I'm thinking of the same place, right? There's it's got a weird room. There's like a. That's like you walk in the door and to the right. There's yeah. like I think they call it the the snug, maybe yeah. or the nook or something. Yeah. And it's like there's. I mean, there's like a long table in there where like you can cram a bunch of people theoretically yeah. but it like also looks like a like to me it looks like a space where you could like have a cozy little session yeah um it's great we usually play like out in the main room yeah so that more people can <laughs> yeah see us. yeah but that um that is fascinating the potential i i don't know the history of that i think that's what i heard but wow. maybe that's apocryphal i don't know well it fits in right with what we were talking yeah. about like <laughs> 
<laughs> do it's we- either exclusive or maybe exclusive in a good way. It's like, I don't want to be near. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I don't want to be near all you crazy drunk dudes <laughs> being gross or something. Or, yeah, or like... You you fine ladies you you go in there like you yeah. can't handle this <laughs> right this yeah I um, enjoyed my my time in the nook when I've been awesome <laughs> <to see him later. laughs> I'll go in there I think it's fun it's like a little fort so uh, you go there every uh, Monday night mm-hmm. yeah yeah and um you know I like maybe more musical projects are on the horizon okay. who knows how do um, how would people hear about that if if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's just my personal Instagram page, but I would post anything that was happening yeah, on there. Um, so it's my Instagram handle is Kate Vazan, which is I'm realizing maybe I need it anyway. It's K-A-T-E-V-E-Z-I-N. Yeah. With a thing in between. It has Are no you? thing in, be- okay, in between. It's just all, all one word. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll link that. And if you ever change it to Kate Gregory or whatever, <laughs> yeah. let me know and I'll change it. Okay, <laughs> in, cool. In the link. You can also also follow Ministry of Folk at Ministry of Folk okay. on Instagram. So, yeah. Thanks so much for coming over, giving part of your Friday to to do this. I'm so glad we could do this. Yeah, Thank let's you do it again me. without the microphones. Can't yeah. wait. That yeah. sounds magical. Yeah. Yay. What do you want to do for the final tune? Um, I kind of want to play Fire on the Mountain. Yeah, we were... You said this was an important one for you. <laughs> you said that this was a maybe a, a converting tune for you. Yeah, I think so. Well, I um, I got it. I learned it from Brittany Haas one year at Valley of the Moon. She, yeah. I was like, hey, I'm interested in old time music, and she was like, oh, I'll teach you something. And this was the tune that she taught me, and um, like I just played it for so long like it, I don't know it's like one of those tunes that you like play when you're starting to learn how to do a new thing and then it's like now I go back and play it and I'm like oh this like the way that I play it has changed so much but it's so like it's just so good so I'm yeah. curious to see which fire on which mountain you play because oh yeah there's so many oh yeah it's Wh- the Isha Monday version great I know that one okay cool wonderful <laughs> uh, so do you, do you play it in I, cross? I played in cross and like my preferred cross is always G. I like G. love that. Sounds great. Okay. Maybe I'll do for fun, I'll do this one. This might already be in G. Okay, awesome. I often play this on this banjo in E. Because it's what sounds good on this banjo. Ooh. But I'll, I'll do it on a different tune. I'm ready when you are. Okay.
Ministry of Folk by visiting their website and signing up for their newsletter. You can also follow them on Instagram. That and Kate's Instagram are linked in the show notes for this episode. Oh, and if you're in the Portland area, go see Kate perform with the lads every Monday, 7 to 9 at TCO Larry's. Please support Get Up in the Pool by sharing the show with a friend or sharing and liking the video posts on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and help fund this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. You can order a mask, t-shirt, bag, sticker, or phone case at Get Up in the Cool's merch store. Visit pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional claw hammer banjo series or to schedule a lesson with me. Check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set. It's in all the same places as Get Up in the Cool. And again, everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool.